0: Welcome to Horror Court Trash Over the Shirts, because this all of the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary and I'm Chris. And this week for Japanuary, we are delivering on that promise of the masterpieces and trash the pieces because we <laughs> gave you masterpieces so far. And we're not going to do, I mean, let's let's say something right now Japanese cinema is mostly perfect, we've hardly seen any bad Japanese films,
1: yes. I feel like we've never been forced to watch bad Japanese films. No. So we've always geared towards ones that we believe are in keeping with our taste levels. Now, let's... Well,
0: I'll let you continue and then I'll... uh, Well, I was going to (laughs) say... Further that point. With most of Japanese cinema, it's so batshit crazy to the point that even if a film didn't go the way a filmmaker wanted it to go, they've provided enough crazy visuals and wild plot points to the point you wouldn't even probably notice yeah yeah like, the The old saying we is, always assume it's by design
1: from the sublime to the ridiculous yes yeah. and i feel like japanese cinema more than any other kind of cinema kind of brings those two things together yes sublime and ridiculous and make something of them yeah that's not necessarily these films
0: but <laughs> well as a whole from what we've seen Wow, yes. I mean, I know one is ridiculous and one is sublime. Yes. if you tell our listeners what the films are? Well, help we'll situation. tell you the theme. <laughs> First of all, the theme is kaiju films that use mostly footage from their previous films, as well as providing a forced storyline with a child in the lead who can watch stock footage in his dreams. Yes. And for this double bill, we're bringing you All Monsters Attack and Gamera Super Monster. Cheap cash-ins. Honest. Honest. Well, I Let's will give you some backstory. Here. Let's start with All Monsters Attack, uh, part of the Godzilla franchise during the Showa era, uh, and this was released in 1969. So, end of the 60s, a, a decade full of monster movies, um, you know, obviously the 50s are full of monster movies across, all oh, you know, America and Japan. Yes. Um, but very much Godzilla launched it. Uh, the bigger, more specific style. You know how it's—it's it's a cultural reset. But yeah, that's what I think Godzilla is. Um, you know, it brought the action. It was more well made than your f- standard fifties monster movies and stuff. And you know, it brought in politics into it as well with its commentary. The human characters were interesting, and it just kind of—it just felt like a reset. It felt like something big. Not that I was around in the fifties to notice, but watching from a modern perspective.
1: Yeah, it's um, highly influential within
0: Japanese cinema. Yes,
1: absolutely. Obviously, but uh, it went over to a Western audience. Well, they already had King Kong. They did. They They already had King Kong and the subsequent King Kong style films and sequels. But in Japan, they had Godzilla. Yeah, and numerous sequels from Godzilla. Um, and this is the point I was making earlier. We've always kind of gone out of our way to watch Japanese cinema that we find interesting. So we we knew that we would love Kurosawa. Yeah. Just, just from knowing Japanese cinema and knowing what the films were about, we knew we'd love Kurosawa. We knew we'd love the films of Takashi Miike. Mm-hmm. We knew that we would love House. Yeah. You know, we knew that. These two films are not good films. <laughs> they are not good films. And we watched them because they are Godzilla and uh, Gamera
0: sequels. So (laughs)
1: we made our way through the box sets that we spent good money on and had to watch these.
0: Yeah. This is by far the worst Godzilla film. Yes. Um, It's the Showa era of Godzilla is solid. Like, it's mostly really good films. And even if not, they're just so entertaining and everything. And this is entertaining, just not for the right reasons. Uh, This was actually a product of Gamera doing really well. I see. That launched a whole kids in kaiju films. Yes. And then we got this. This was deliberately set out to be a Godzilla film aimed at small children for release during the Christmas season. Was this for DVD? uh, For DVD. For TV? No. No. But it was made specifically for something. Whilst the prior Godzilla films had begun increasing their appeal to children, this was the first entry made as a family film specifically for children, and it marks the beginning of what is known as the Champion Festival era of Godzilla. So rather than wide releases, Toho's Champion Festival, the one the house was going to be submitted to, I see. made specifically for children, oh. was a seasonal film campaign for children that considered matinee screenings of new films along with popular cartoons, superhero shows, and re-releases of their older films. Every Godzilla movie of the 1970s would be made specifically for the Champion Festival, whilst previous entries would be re-edited and shortened to fit the program. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it makes sense. That the makes festival s- sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> that
1: that makes sense. It does.
0: Yeah. How weird a festival (laughs) dedicated entirely to children. Can you imagine having Fright Fest for kids? Like, the fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose the the emphasis isn't on horror. It's just kids.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Directed by Ishiro Honda, who considers the original Godzilla to be the best of the films. But this one's his personal favourite. He thinks this is a masterpiece. Right. He's right and wrong. And
1: <laughs> I don't feel like I need to specify <laughs> which well, is right and which is wrong. He
0: also directed Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, uh, Battle well, of Space. The he directed the original.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: gracious. The H Man, Goref, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Frankenstein vs. Baragon, King Kong Escapes, Ghidorah, the Three Headed Monster, Invasion of Astro Monster terror of Mecha Godzilla and many more including destroy all monsters which for me is the second best godzilla film yes yeah. um it's phenomenal it's actually and, and this is a, a really weird comparison unless you watch it it's actually like the godzilla equivalent of endgame like it has an end it, it has a third act that does exactly what endgame did um so i don't know whether that was taken from uh whether in the comic books took something from that i don't know but it's yeah, watching it now it's like oh shit that is that is end game wow <laughs> um written by shinichi sekizawa who wrote fearful attack of the flying saucers mothra king kong vs godzilla mothra vs godzilla godora the free-headed monster avenging of astro monster abora horror of the deep Son of godzilla godzilla vs gigan godzilla vs megalon godzilla vs mechagodzilla and more
1: Yeah, so we're definitely looking at the idea that one film worked with one director and one writer, therefore I need you to recreate this Mm -hmm. a dozen more times. Yeah, basically. Essentially, and, you know, with all due respect to the Godzilla films, because I I really enjoy them, Mm. I think they're great, it does get to that point, particularly when you're watching them back to back where they all kind of merge into one and it's hard to tell which is which because it's very formulaic um it doesn't go too far from the norm the ones that do actually quite do it quite successfully but they don't they don't really go too far out from what was already established no but i will
0: i will say one thing though as much as that is true about the godzilla films it certainly doesn't do it as much as the Gamma film, oh, which is an yeah. absolute copy and paste for every absolute fucking yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, less yeah, good I entries in that franchise, but we'll be getting to that soon. First, let's find out who's in this film. Hey, I know you. You have Two episodes left to learn it in Japanese. I will maybe do it. Uh, Kenji Sahara plays Kenichi Mitsuki. Uh, and he was in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla two, Urota Q, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, and most of the Showa era Godzilla movies.
1: Okay, playing
0: different characters. Playing, I, I believe, playing different characters. I don't think there was ever one same character in. No, I, I, I don't. Other think than the um, twins with Mothra. Oh yes, of course, yes. Uh, Hideo Amamoto plays Shinpai Minami. Is shin Pai and his uh, groundbreaking computer your favourite character? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, um... he's the future. He's the Bill Gates of the Godzilla <laughs> universe. He was in Yojimbo, Kamen Rider, Henshin Ninja Arashi, King Kong Escapes, Kwaidan, Godora the Free-Edded Monster, Abura Terror of the Deep, and more. Wow, he in some good films He there. was. I feel like we've, we know every single person in the cast of Yojimbo. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's likely. like I'm sure we've not had Yojimbo we not personally, personally, but I'm sure we've had a Yojimbo cast member on every It's like that's a good film. Um Sachio Sakai plays Sembiyashi, star of Yojimbo Hikaru, Seven Samurai, The Hidden Fortress, Godzilla, One Wonderful Sunday, Throne of Blood, Sanjiro, The Vampire Doll, King Kong versus Godzilla, and more.
1: Nice, and they have a great filmography there.
0: Yeah, I I feel like the kaiju films and the Kurosawa films, I feel like the cast and crew worked very closely. Yeah, yeah, and this is, you
1: know, essentially, and we look at it from a place of sort of camp or sort of kitschness, Mm. but at the time, you know, these were big films. Yeah. So it would be like, for example, someone... Going from winning an Oscar, mm. you know, to starring in a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. It's not that far-fetched. No. To, to do that, you know, they go for the big, you know, Helen Mirren did it. Mm-hmm. Charlie Theron
0: did it, you know? Yeah. And uh, finally we have Haruo Nakajima, who plays Godzilla himself. And you you probably won't recognise him because he's in a suit, but, you know, he was in Yojimbo. <laughs> Right, the Hidden Fortress, Seven Samurai, all of the Godzilla Showa era movies, Submersion of Japan, Battle of the Japan Sea, Latitude Zero, and more. And for a special bonus round of Hey, I Know You, oh. you may know footage from this film, from Ebura, Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla, King Kong Escapes, and Destroy All Monsters.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, it's it's stock footage from other
0: films. <laughs> Hence, Isn't this what Power Rangers did? Hence the cheap cash in.
1: No, what Power Rangers did was take footage from the Japanese series. So all oh, the fights, okay. so all the kaiju and yeah. uh, martial arts style footage yeah. was from the Japanese series, but then everything involving the teenagers mm-hmm. was I think that was I don't th- I don't think that was for the whole time Power Rangers was on. Yeah, because i think once they did once it did well and it was getting like a second season or what don't Mm -hmm. quote me on it because i'm no expert but i think once it was established then they did their own fight scenes but yeah yeah, you can tell during the early seasons it's definitely from an older japanese show
0: yeah so let's talk about our first feature presentation (laughs) しまうけどごめんよかめん俺 Uh, we start with the amazing, as you will have just heard, because we'll have edited it in, uh-huh. uh, Kaiju Machi by Tamanari Yazaki, uh, with various clips of previous Godzilla movies. Now, this song, uh, this amazing, and I, I really can't emphasize enough amazing song, um, which we get multiple Godzilla theme songs throughout the franchise, and I'm here for it. It is the sort of camp I fry for every day. Uh, This is composed by Genta Kano, who is best known for composing the theme song to the Japanese classic, Tokyo Drifter. Wow. This composer, what a CV. (laughs) This is, it's catchy. I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it its
1: dues. It's very catchy. And I I think, obviously, this is what we have to remember, is that we're not the target audience for these films. (laughs) The target audience is kids. And I feel like if I watched this as a kid yeah. with that theme, mm-hmm. I would have been invested. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. But it's, you know, catchy high camp. and high camp. So it's good. My favourite part of the song is when they start singing about Manila, Godzilla's son. Yes. And they just break his name down. Yes. <laughs> um, Manila. Thoughts? Strange. One of my favourite kaiju. So silly. Um... It's a stupid idea
1: really yeah i don't know where his mother is if it's son of godzilla <laughs> i don't i don't wish to think too hard about it but where's you know wife of godzilla hey, this
0: is why they should have let the people behind house make that sequel we were talking yeah. about it would have explained all of it but manila looks
1: creepy yes yeah, let's absolutely. be fair
0: i odd Manila is the most entertaining kaiju to watch because he just looks fucking bizarre. He he really does. I can't understand why he's the same size as a human child. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Manila and that costume soon enough. Akiro um, Miki is a highly imaginative but lonely latchkey kid growing up in urban and polluted Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Apologies. Um... Did you recognize... <laughs> You're not going to. It's a trick question. Oh. Do you recognize Ikaru's um, distinct yellow cap? I didn't, know. Wow, some education for you. Oh. This comes from a nationwide policy at the time meant to avoid traffic accidents. In 1969 alone, the year of the film's release, there were 16,765 deaths due to car accidents, which the majority of those were involving children. Now, can't forget that in any kaiju film because it gets to a certain point maybe around 1969 where <laughs> there's about five fucking cozy films that are like ah oh, there's so many traffic accidents around here watch these traffic oh these traffic accidents <laughs> in both this and gamma
1: <laughs> yeah it's true and also understandable as well yeah. because even for this film like you, I- I- ikiro is a latchkey kid mm-hmm. so he goes home after school and his parents aren't home but his walk home is treacherous. It is. It is tre- There's so much traffic. The pollution is billowing yeah. from the factories. Something that the song actually references. Yeah. Like was it something like the the true, um, the true villain is the billowing factories <laughs> and there's thick smoke coming out of them. But oh my god, it's. Really insane I mean, how you're gonna... <laughs> dangerous this
0: walk home yeah. is. If you're going to educate kids, then, um, I mean, no point being subtle about it. No. Uh, I'll give you a bit of a backstory about him. He comes home every day to his family's empty apartment. His only friends are a toy maker named Shinpai Inami and a young girl named Sachiko. Uh, every day after school, I- Ikaro is tormented by a gang of bullies led by a child named Sanko Gabura. We're introduced to um, Ikoro telling Sachiko off. Um, no, telling her off. telling heard that the sound of the traffic sounds like Manila. And uh, Sachiko questioning how he would notice. And we get the theme song to come back. He uh, to yes. get return to the theme song.
1: So, yeah. It's not just the traffic, though. It's the screeching tyres.
0: Yeah. Like, a
1: tyre screeches. That uh-huh. sounds like Manila. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> actually
0: sounds like Gamera. I'm not yeah, going to lie. It does, um, it does actually. <laughs> but... I know what you're thinking, wow, that, I, I, if you haven't seen the film, wow that sounds really tragic, uh, a child who is neglected by his family every day, he's bullied, he's only got one, two friends, one of which is an old man who makes computers, what, uh, surely something has got to come along and brighten it all up, and spoiler alert, no, this film is depressing as fuck. <laughs> it it is
1: depressing.
0: Even the ending is is fucking miserable with the resolution. Yeah, well, it was meant to be even um, more. Yeah, dumb, yeah, I, I have. We'll that. get to that at the end. Yeah,
1: but it, it is. There seems to be a message here, and the message is, parents stop neglecting your children. <laughs> but it gets lost. Yeah. in um, all the crazy stuff that goes on, mm-hmm. and. It does feel like... A PSA. A PSA with Godzilla and Manila shoehorned
0: in. (laughs) Shoehorned. Yeah, by the way, spoiler alert, Godzilla and Manila are realistically, they're not actually in the world that this film is set in. Instead, they're in... And I'm only going to say this briefly for now, because we're going to explain fully where this fits into the the allegories and whatnot uh, a little later on. They're only in Ikaro's dreams, right? Yeah. Um, so in the world where he, where, when he's awake, in in his world, Godzilla and Manila are the characters that we know him as. So it's kind of like a new nightmare situation. It, it's, yeah. It's so, meta. I don't know. See, this is where it, I he, get... The director's it... confirmed. It's it was meant to be a meta- Situation.
1: Oh, so he knows Godzilla and Manila from like TV. we do. Yeah, yeah, and from from films comic, books and, and comic films books and toys and. Okay, so this is where I got confused because I was under the assumption that Manila and Godzilla
0: existed, but obviously they lived on Monster Island. No, that's a place that he has made up, um and that's, I mean. That would explain the stock footage away better than you can in Gamma Super Monster, where we're meant to think these things are actually happening in the real world. Whereas this, I mean, you could, at a stretch, now I'm not making excuses for the director, because he's not said this himself, but you could say, hang on, he's just remembering what he's seen on TV. Yes. I mean that's a stretch. Yeah. But if if there's any if anyone wanted to defend this film, there's something for you, right? Um, Ikaro's dad goes past on a cargo train and tells him to behave until his mum gets home. And I just got my notes. Who the fuck is looking after him? Like he literally, no, no one. one. No,
1: no, no one. <laughs> so when when you say that uh, Shin Shinpai yeah, is the his friend, mm. but he's not really his friend. No, he's kind of the guy that lives there who's forced to look after him after school because <laughs> his parents are neglectful. Yeah. Now I un- I understand the situation, and you know we're not here to um, judge anybody's parenting. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we counted these characters. I mean, in this I film. was partly a latchkey kid, you know, but it, it is kind of the whole point is don't neglect your children. The whole point of mm-hmm. the film, that's what I'm I'm gathering, is don't neglect your children. And it it is weird that he's kind of left to be looked after by this random guy who happens to live in the same building Mm -hmm. rather than you know a family member or employing a nanny or someone like that and i understand you know obviously both parents have to work to put food on the table but (laughs) it's it's kind of weird to see his dad (laughs) to drive past on a cargo train and give him a wave (laughs) <laughs> and so I say, Bye, son. Hope <laughs> you get home okay. And there's like a motorway in the background, <laughs> like all this traffic. He's near some like,
0: fucking train track. Be
1: careful. Be careful on the train track. Be careful on the motorway when you're crossing with all that traffic. Like, oh my god. Um. Yeah. But then also, um, his his friend. Forgive me. What's her name? Uh, S- 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 Chico. Yeah. Her mother actually turns up on the walk home. Uh I don't know if they happen to be walking in the same place. And so she takes Sachiko home and then says to um, Ishiro, make sure you get home, okay, or your mother will be worried. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, why can't you help him get home? He's a child. But um, these are like children, children. Yeah. Like, really. And I mean, you know, if they were like... Know, early teens that we don't understand mm-hmm.
0: but these are like what six seven year olds yeah yeah no the, these are so young and yeah it really doesn't make a difference that they're wearing the fucking hat because if there was like a fucking lorry or something now crossing the road they're fucking are they dead. all wearing the hats i believe it's only him
1: mm.
0: um and also can can i just confirm are we pronouncing his name right is it uh, ikaro or ishiro ikaro i suppose ishiro would be an s when ikaro mm. Ikuro, we, we apologize.
1: It's... We apologize. It's yeah, not a memorable. Film. We'll get better for next um, January. <laughs> Ikuro. Oh, Ikuro makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Ikyo.
0: So yeah. his dad and his dad's colleague taught shit about fifty uh, million yen being stolen yes. by some bank robbers mm-hmm. uh the aspects of the bank robbers in the film was ripped from the headlines inspired by 1968 robbery that was the largest heist in japanese history until that point yes this children's film made specifically for a children's film festival has a bank robbery side plot based on a real story well,
1: it's a major plot
0: point isn't <laughs> it's it a really ma- a yeah. lot
1: of the film uh-huh I mean, it's more relevant to the overall plot than any of the Godzilla yeah. part. <laughs> Um. So yeah, Ikiro is so lonely that uh he... Now, this is a little confusing because I thought he was having a daydream to begin with. But then he kind of wakes up lying on the floor afterwards. Looking like he's dead. Looking like he's dead. So seemingly he's had some sort of nap. What I don't understand is what time of day it is. Like if he's just got home from yeah. school, he probably shouldn't be having a nap because well, he won't sleep that night.
0: Yeah, I mean, before the point, he goes to an abandoned field behind a fence uh, and is surrounded by his bullies. Oh, this is They, they, the they tell guy, him yeah. to go to a nearby motorbike and start it to make a guy doing work on a ladder fall over. Um, but and remember this for the ending. He's a good kid, so he says no and leaves. Yes. you know, good guy. That's what. That's who we're rooting for. They wanted to hog the horn, and it's yeah. going to startle the guy so much. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, to escape his loneliness, uh, Icaro sleeps and dreams about visiting Monster Island. Yes. That is the plot. This kid is so lonely and neglected and bullied and just having a fucking miserable time to the point he forces himself to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. And every time he's like, I must sleep to go see
1: Godzilla and Melilla. Yeah.
0: Like, get this kid a therapist. Oh, my God. He tells Shinpai all about it because um, he'd rather go there than the moon. And Shinpai is watching the moon landing on his cutting edge computer. Yes! It's <laughs> true. He also tells him that the strongest monster on the island is called Gabara after Sanko the Bully's surname. So, yes. Also in this dream world. The big bad guy is named after his bully to make it even more tragic.
1: Yeah, so it's it's reflective <laughs> of his real life psychology. Psychology. So when we say shoehorned in, it's not it, the plot. The plot on Mon- Monster Island is somewhat relevant to what's going on in Ishiro's real Ichiro's. In this character study. <laughs> in this character study, kind
0: of, but not really. It could have been cut down a it, lot. Yeah. Well, then it wouldn't be a Godzilla film, would it? No. No. <laughs> yeah, he goes home by himself and has to grab his own food and drink. He watches the news and it's the report on the robbery, just in case you forgot it existed. Yes. He switches to a romantic drama, but he's disgusted by it, so he turns it off. Uh, he then talks to his own computer that he's made, like his idol, Shenpai. And uh, we then see him getting on a flight. To Monster Island with a weird filter surrounding the shot.
1: Yeah, I don't really
0: It is this is psychedelic, um, fucking weird it looks like it, it yeah, it you could tell this is um, 1969. 1969 yeah. yes. uh nineteen sixty nine going into nineteen seventy. Yes. during his visit he witnesses Godzilla battle three Kamakuras.
1: Well he falls, doesn't he? It,
0: he does fall. Plane. Yeah. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. Um, a dream but of, that's a little later on. He's not from the plane, he falls into a deep cave. Oh, does
1: he? Yeah, oh, whatever.
0: With a again, a really psychedelic background that just looks so fucking weird. Um but I thought he fell from the plane. No, the How plane. How did he get
1: off the plane then?
0: It we don't know. We just oh, okay. cut to him now. I remember him falling. Um yeah, he's watching footage from Abura Terror of the Deep from a Tree. Whilst uh, shouting out the names of each kaiju so we know who we're watching. Yes, thank you. Uh, we can't all have title cards like uh, Gamera Super Monster to remind us who's who. Yes. Um, Ikaru is then chased by a rogue Kamakuras and uh, yeah, falls into a deep cave with some amazing special effects yes but luckily <laughs> avoids being caught though. He, he isn't caught he might have broke his back may have snapped his neck but he's, he's, he's not, not caught. caught that's that's fine yes shortly afterwards uh, he's rescued from the cave by manila so manila in this film should we talk about the suit i know you briefly mentioned it before but both you know what godzilla has had it rough as well both of them look like the paint jobs haven't been finished yeah this is rough rough and rough is definitely the word this is rough. love your babes in bolton costume
1: well it's not even that it's kind of preschool look what we made yeah kind of, particularly manila yeah it does it feels very unfinished and looks demented <laughs> it does it his looks...
0: eyes are fucking he has seen some shit yeah looks like theodore rex Crazy. that's what it looks like it look his eyes look like theodore rex. theodore rex um also manila can talk Yes. He can fucking talk, and he sounds like someone on a radio with a bad signal. Well, Manila can speak
1: Japanese, but only to, um, Akiro. Yeah. He doesn't actually speak Japanese to Godzilla. No. Just makes stupid noises. (laughs) But it does sound like it's recorded... (laughs) under the costume it sounds like a fucking build a bear <laughs> it yeah it's muffled, muffled yeah the sound the design word. is
0: awful yeah it's absolutely horrendous And um, but he explains that he also has bully problems uh, mm. <laughs> coincidentally and uh he's bullied by an abusive monster known as gabara who unlike sanko the actual bully has a fucking awful wig There is, Yeah, there's the wig going on. It
1: looks like an old Godzilla costume that they repainted and stuck a wig on. Fun story.
0: It is. An old Godzilla costume. According to the production notes, uh, Gabara is supposed to be a mutated toad, hence why he lacks a tail. The head of Gabara was created by tweaking the head design of a previous Godzilla suit. There we are. Mutated toad. Really not what I was getting.
1: (laughs) Um... The color, maybe it was a it's, a. it's a lighter shade of green, isn't it? It Just looks like punk Godzilla. Like, yeah, yeah, kind of. But that that wig is is something. Exactly, I don't think it's a. If it was done better, I don't think it would be a bad
0: look. <laughs> but it wasn't. But be done a surf. Better, so it, it is a bad better. look. Ekaro <laughs> is then awoken by Shinpai, who informs him that his mother must work late again. Where he woke him up from his escapism to remind him of his neglectful life. <laughs> so Ikaro goes out to play, but is then frightened by the bullies who are all fishing nearby and finds and explores an abandoned factory where he finds some souvenirs uh, like tubes, a headset, and a wallet with someone's license. Nessus certain might be the uh, suspect for the bank robbery. Who knows?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Completely unsupervised. Yeah. He gets into an abandoned building. Yeah. That looks like it could collapse at any second. <laughs> He's picking shit up off the floor. <laughs> he picks up the filthy headphones. Yeah. That he continues to wear afterwards. No uh-huh. one questions why these filthy, dirty no. headphones are on his head. Um, Again, you know... Well, maybe I am
0: judging the parenting. Oh, absolutely we're judging the parenting. Definitely
1: judging the parenting.
0: I think that's the whole idea, but like, it's done to the extreme. Like, n- uh, surely... Um, no, actually, no, no. People do treat their kids like this. And it's it's absolutely uh, heartbreaking. So just what we need for a family film. It's a
1: weird one, because obviously... <laughs> it's just
0: a strange film to put it in. <laughs> I was allowed, when
1: I was younger, to go out and about before before, you know, phones and, and stuff like that. We were allowed to go out and about. But, like, my mum and dad would give me a time to be in and, mm-hmm. and search, and they would say, you know, don't go too far. And they would definitely, definitely have told me not to go into the abandoned building <laughs> that looks like it needs demolishing. They would say, no, maybe best not to go in there. Yeah, And, you know, the idea is that Ikaro is... A, a well-behaved kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a lonely kid, but yeah. a well-behaved kid. So, at no point, I'm assuming, did anyone tell him, maybe you shouldn't go picking <laughs> shit up from an abandoned factory.
0: Well, then he also, he he hears some sirens nearby, so he leaves. And then he starts bouncing on a car and singing about how it's for sale. That is, yeah, that's kind of rude. That is quite rude,
1: actually. Very out of character for him at this point. Yeah, this car's for sale and he starts bouncing on it, singing a tune about the car being for sale, (laughs) and then telling the owner it's a junker anyway. (laughs)
0: Which is quite rude. Yeah. Well, karma comes around and uh, the two bank robbers... Oh, yeah. I they, the bullies. I was like... They were hiding out in the factory they and they have seen Ikaro and know that he has one of their driver's licenses. Oh. And they follow him in order to kidnap him. Yes, this film also has a kidnapping plot. Yes. <laughs> Later, after his uh, sukiyaki dinner with Shinpai... Which looked delicious, it by looked the way. It looked amazing. It yeah, me hungry. Uh, and telling him not to wake up, uh, because Don't wake he wants. Me up. <laughs> I want a dream. <laughs> he tells Shinpai not to wake him up because he wants to dream of Godzilla. Um, in in between all of this, the police visit to remind us about the bank robbers. Yes. Uh, they also get treated to a demonstration of one of Shinpai's toys, which is a moving hand that says, Stop, Thief. Mm. Yeah, what was that? That was I creepy. I have absolutely no idea. So, Ikaro forced himself to sleep again. Looks dead again. Yeah. and <laughs> he, he did. I think it's because he's sort of on the floor,
1: yeah. but not like in a bed on the floor. No. Just like fully dressed, yeah. like Gale at the bottom <laughs>
0: of the stairs. Shit.
1: When we were watching Curry.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what it's like. Um, when he goes to sleep, he's chased in slow motion by Gabara and reunites with Manila. Together they both watch Godzilla as he plays catch and fights with Ebera. Yeah. And then Kumonga, a giant condor who opens its legs to shoot webs at Godzilla. At one <laughs> point <laughs> he gets it in a certain place, and Manila shouts, Godzilla got it in the eye. <laughs> I hate when that happens. It's 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 quite the sight, um, seeing Kumonga shooting these webs out and opening its legs. Um, a <laughs> screensaver, isn't it, Gary? It is. It is. Also, Manila never calls Godzilla dad. No. No. <laughs> like, you're giving him the chance to talk. At least make him say dad. That'd, that'd be adorable, wouldn't it? No one who looks as demented as <laughs> Uh And finally, we get got some invading jets that absolutely blow shit up. They blow up the entire island... So Icaro and Manila, dead. Got to be dead. should be. I mean, there's no way they can survive that.
1: Only well, survived a bloody
0: fall down a giant pit. That's true, but I mean, there should be nothing left of their remains. Um, but no, they they survive it. <laughs> They're alive. Um, Gabarra appears, and Manila is forced to battle it. And after a short and one-sided battle, which starts with Manila flying towards the screen, accompanied by a very uncomfortably long close-up shot of his crotch, Manila runs away in fear. And I mean, that shot is camp. It is high camp. So So Manila,
1: when speaking to uh, Ikiro, is the size of a child. Yeah. Then, when it's time to battle... Manila grows, and it does that sort of dong 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 thing. But like, it as it was growing, the crotch was just going straight towards the camera. But then Ikuro was kind of placed right in between the legs as well. Yeah. So it was kind of like, really <laughs> awkward. Like, shouldn't Ikuro didn't have to be in that shot? Like, it's fine. Um. So it kind of explains how Godzilla could have a child <laughs> that's the same size as a human child.
0: Kind of, yeah. No, kind of, but why? why? I, I, Even I for a film yeah. about, you know, gigantic monsters, the logic is, is, fails me for that one. So would we say, so this part,
1: obviously the Manila and Ikiro part is filmed for this film. Yeah. Is the Manila versus his his bully. Gabra, that's filmed for this film. Filmed for this yeah. film
0: as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Gabra is for this film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I didn't recognize Gabra. It, it, it's, it's difficult. There's so many films. It's hard. To, I'm
0: not going to lie. It's hard to keep up. Godzilla returns to train Manila um, how to fight and how to use its own atomic breath. And uh, Manila's like, no, I don't want to. Um, but Manila's talking in Japanese to Godzilla at this point, which makes no sense because it doesn't happen again. Mm. Um, and then just walks walks straight over to Godzilla and starts being trained. Yeah, which is from Son of Godzilla. So yes. anything with that is, actual yeah. Godzilla is mm-hmm. from another film. No, because Godzilla fights Gabba later on. So uh, that's, that's Godzilla. Yeah. Um, we're using another suit. That's clearly a bit worn. Yeah. Uh, oh, that is true. Yeah. Fucking hell.
1: Um, in bizarre series of events films only 70
0: minutes <laughs> in Confusion In a bizarre series of events Ikaro is woken up this time by the bank robbers uh, And is taken as hostage as a means of protection from the authorities Now how do we get into this scene? The transition yeah. Very cinematic
1: A uh, a leaf costumed man <laughs> On Monster <laughs> Island Grabs Ikaro And then we transition into Scared the, the shit uh... out of me <laughs> Then we transition into the uh, real life when Com- the kidnappers have grabbed him.
0: Completely out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So the bank It's probably the most stylish thing they did in the It is. The film. It is. The bank robbers say, don't be a sissy. And Icarus is like, boys get scared too.
1: It's true. it's true. Yeah, I
0: mean, you're kidnapping. Breaking them. down <laughs> those gender roles. Absolutely. Uh, Out of fear and being watched by the thieves, Ikaro calls for Manila's help and falls asleep again. (laughs) My god, there's (laughs) four kids! Where he witnesses Manila being beaten up by Gabara again. Bless him. Finally, Ikaro helps Manila fight back at Gabara and eventually Manila wins. Catapulting the bully through the air by a seesaw-like log. Despite the fact that Manila is only tiny um, and still looks the same size as a human child at this point. And is the same size as Godzilla. Yeah, I'm
1: assuming they couldn't do the
0: special effects. No, you can, can do it every time. they as growing. They couldn't do it every time. They could only afford it once. So funny. And I love it when, well, I say when Kaiju films do this, it's specifically both of the films we're talking about today, when a seesaw is is created to, to defeat a villain. No. Does that happen in Gamera? It does. But actually, no, that's a flashback to another film. So oh, it's okay. Not, it's not new for that film. Yeah. Godzilla, who was in the area watching, uh, comes to congratulate Manila for its victory, but is ambushed by a vengeful Gabara. But Godzilla's like, you know what, Manila, step back, I've got this. Uh, and beats down Gabara with hardly any effort. He makes his horns grow purple and sends the bully into retreat, never I... to bother Manila again.
1: So I'm assuming that the idea is that. That Manila has been allowed to fend for himself, mm-hmm. but eventually Godzilla, he needs the help of his a parent, mm-hmm. very much like,
0: Ikure.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, when not speaking in Japanese, how would you describe Manila's? Is a fucking seal. A Seal. It is absolutely donkey, a seal. Seal or a given, donkey. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Thank. I'm glad you did it. Um, so at one point Manila is kind of knocked out, isn't he? Yes. And Ikiro has to help revive Manila. Yeah. By pushing this is a strong kid. Pushing a giant rock off a cliff and it smacks Manila on the ass <laughs> and wakes him up. Yeah. Um, (laughs) strange, this is very strange how this dream ends, Mm -hmm. because Ikaro, he ends up waking up in distress, Yeah, because he's dreaming that after Godzilla has defeated Gabara, he's about to attack him, and he's saying, I'm a friend, please don't attack me, please don't get me, and then wakes up, it's like, oh my god... Like, I thought Godzilla's meant to be, you The know. symbol of hope. Yeah. And then he wakes up in distress. And it's not the last time we see Godzilla, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. in the film. Like, I love how Gamera is Gamera, friend of all children, and Godzilla's like, I'm going to fucking murder this little yeah. bastard if he doesn't get out of my scene. Exactly. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like, you fucking think your parents about it. You fucking wait till I'm done with you.
1: <laughs> Despite... Potentially being killed by Godzilla. <laughs> Ikaro has learnt from his experiences in his dreams. And how to face his fears and fight yes. back. He gains the courage to outwit the thieves in a scene far too long. Far too <laughs> long. <sighs> Home aloneness is not black. Yet. It took ages. It did. But he outwits the thieves just in time for the
0: police. Who were called by uh, Shinpei. Yeah. To arrive and arrest them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh gives an inspiring
1: speech. He does. Uh, one thing I noticed, and obviously we're talking about the idea of a kid- kidnapping plot in a children's film. Yeah. Also, one of the kidnappers calls Ikiro a son of a bitch. Yeah. Which is shocking for a kid's film. I mean, true though, she leaves him alone every day. And then... <laughs> And then he pulls out a knife.
0: Yeah, he does. I'd like, to <laughs> kill him. Like, oh my God. This was made for the same festival that was going to Submit House. Yeah. For showing, so. But I mean, you know,
1: you can have the same effect without him
0: calling a, a son of a bitch <laughs> and pulling a knife out on him, ready to cut him off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so Shin says, because uh, uh, he's talking shit about Manila again, he's like, I think I understand like a higher power. Adults believe in God. So why can't kids have their own gods too? Like Manila. You just refer to Manila as a God and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, obviously... Thought-provoking, Ikara groundbreaking. seen the films, read the comic books, and, you know, worships the altar of Manila. I love that he's saying... And that's saying... helped him through. I mean, it's not too dissimilar with you and Jamie Lee
0: Curtis. Uh, exactly. But I love how... <laughs> How he's saying, like, uh, well, yeah, God's practically the same as a fucking made-up character in a fucking film. <laughs> it's deep. It's I mean, deep.
1: I don't detect no. any of
0: The next day, Ikoro stands up to Sanko and his gang and wins. He fights them with some really weird editing, regaining his pride and confidence in the process.
1: Well, all he kind of did was run at him a few times like a ball, like, yeah. smacking his head <laughs> into him. Oh, my God. Again, this is kind of... Is this the message for kids? <laughs> Beat up your bullies. Yeah, I suppose that was kind of the message of Godzilla, though. I mean, yeah. Godzilla's quite... Some of the Godzilla films are very violent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose if he's learned a lesson from Godzilla, it's whack the shit out of him. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's meant to be the message, but um, it's the one we get.
0: Well, he gains their friendship. now By kicking
1: the shit out. By <laughs> kicking the shit out of them.
0: If that ended there, that wouldn't be nearly as uh, troublesome as how it actually ends. Mm. After he gains their friendship, yeah. he plays the prank they asked him to play on the Billboard Painter. He beeps that horn, and the Painter falls over off the ladder, could have hit his head and killed himself. Yeah. Uh, spills all of his paint over him, and then chases him around. And he tells his dad to get him out of it. Um, so he's become a bully. What a great message for kids. It's really not a very positive message, the
1: ending. Like, so to resolve his issues with the bullies, I mm-hmm. mean, let's be honest, his... Well, no, his um, his mum ends up apologising mm-hmm. for, um, doesn't she? Yeah. For being neglectful. Well, not quite dealt with. Um, but <laughs> to deal with his bullies, he uses violence... And plays a cruel prank on an innocent bystander. Yeah. To gain to then become friends with the bullies. So the bullies haven't learnt a lesson. No. He's the one who's had to change. Yeah. He's to become a bully. He hasn't turned the other cheek. The the bullies haven't been hasn't haven't learned a lesson. No. Really. They just got beat up mm-hmm. and they thought it was super cool. That Ikaro is now a fighter. Yeah. And a prankster.
0: Yeah. Original prankster. Yeah. And to think... Uh, the director actually wanted to have a more somber ending. Yeah. Uh, but was forced by Toho to add the more cheerful final sequence. That's, that's the more cheerful final sequence. When the movie was re-released on home video during the 80s, Honda removed this scene... So the movie ends with Ikaro's mother crying due to not being able to spend more time with her son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That's all monsters attack. Well, actually, all the monsters didn't attack. <laughs> A handful of monsters attacked. <laughs> yeah. The, the the ones we could shoehorn into the narrative,
1: monsters attack. Yeah. It's the who's who of who is available. Yeah not a lot of people um yeah no shit it's shit shit. i i i thought Uh. this was really bad and thank god it's only 70 minutes but even then some of it i was like oh is this necessary um fun fact this is the lowest rated feature length film on letterboxd
0: released on blu-ray by the criterion collection yeah the same company that wanted to release this on Laserdisc in the 90s. Yeah. They wanted to release this separately. Separately? Yeah. I mean, I can understand
1: it's part of the box set, you know, yeah. so they kind of had to release it. But
0: to release it separately
1: is stupid. Yeah. There, there's
0: an appreciation for this film with some fans and clearly Criterion. But people think it's actually good. I'm not, no, I didn't, it's, it's
1: rubbish. It's, it is shit. It feels so, like, rushed and kind of, it, it, insincere, like, because it brings up ideas and then doesn't really deal with them. Like, even if the film finished with his mum crying, it's like, okay, (laughs) what are you trying to say? Like, like, what, why is, you know, why are you not dealing with the reason why she's left Uh with this? Yeah. You know, what can she do? What, what? You're trying to tell... You're telling people off, but you're not giving... You're bringing, you know, problems and not solutions.
0: Uh Yeah. Uh, I will say, I did find a little more appreciation whilst analysing it. But not in a good way. Not in a good way. As in, I found more to laugh about. Manila is high camp. When you look at the reality of what's going on here in this film, and you properly look at it and you're like, this is fucking hilarious... Like, this is ridiculous. It is. Yeah. They're trying so hard to create something that means something and it's really serious, but without putting any effort in, and it just ends up being an absolute fucking disaster. I
1: have to say, though, because because it's kind of disastrous, it's actually more
0: memorable than a few yeah. of the other yeah. films. Yeah, you absolutely wouldn't forget this one. No. Awesome. No. For my rating, I'd give it two naps to escape the reality of being neglected by your parents out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Um, There was
1: no way I was going to let this go I gave it two neglectful parents Out of ten
0: (laughs) Masterpiece, Trash to Piece, Trash of Basic I think it's a Trash to Piece now It's For me it's trash With some Trash to
1: Piece moments Yes,
0: the bank robber stuff goes on for far too long That's trash Yes, yeah But the Manila parts They are
1: are Trash to Piece territory It's, yeah
0: and it's available, if you wanted to experience this for yourself, it's available on video on demand. That is part of the Godzilla Showa era Criterion box set. Such a good
1: box set. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad we bought it. Yeah, I highly recommend. So good.
0: And if you enjoyed this, I recommend checking out Destroy All Monsters. Because in that film, all monsters do attack.
1: Yes, that is very true. <laughs> um, if, if you enjoyed this film, then... I'd recommend watching the other Godzilla's and, yeah. and Mothra's. You know, it, it's quite some... Spoiler alert, I say the same with Gamera as well. You know, because if you did enjoy this, then you really... Got to I have something slightly different for Gamera.
0: Oh, okay. Speaking of, next up, we have Gamera Super Monster, released in 1980. Uh, this is the fir- the, the final Showa-era Gamera movie now. Um, and... and the final as a whole for the giant monster films in Showa era. Mm. So just in case you're wondering what I'm going about when I keep referencing this, the Showa era refers to the Kaiju films made between Godzilla and this film. So the Heisei era of giant monster films would begin with Godzilla 1985, but the Gamera series would not be revived until Guardian of the Universe in 1995, which ignored the previous films, and it's so much better off for it. You really... If you want to watch the Gamera franchise, watch this film and then watch the 90s ones. Because this film, you genuinely get to see the entire fucking franchise within 90 minutes. Yes. Like, all the best scenes. Yeah, kind of. This is the only one you need to watch.
1: I forgot how... I, I was looking back at my ratings for all the Gamera films... Before this one, yeah, I was like, "Oh, I gave these really low, yeah, <laughs> really low." Um, so Showa period, just just to reiterate what Gary said, it's kind of referring to a period in Japanese history. Yeah. So the same way that we would say Victorian era, mm-hmm. so Showa refers to Emperor Showa, um, who was emperor from. 1926 to 1989 yeah so these are the films that came out in that period so rather than because i got a little i have to admit i got a little confused to begin with because showa i thought was a production company mm-hmm. or a director or, or but it's it's referring to a uh, historical time period in japanese history
0: yeah, and it's, it's interesting to group them into that category because a lot of them do reflect, you know, what it would have been like, like to live in Japan at that time. Like I said, some of the films have some fantastic political commentary, mm. you know? Um, the Smug Monster one, I do forget the name of it, that was really fucking good. Mm. Um, you know, but heavy on the political commentary. Like, that one wasn't trying to be subtle at all. Um, but it, it, you know... Both Gamera and Godzilla franchises deal with it. And it's interesting that they put these into films that are aimed at children. Um and it just adds another layer to it. So it's not just they're not just throwaway monster films.
1: No, no.
0: But the ones that kinda don't play on it as heavily are actually some of the ones that are worse off for it. Hence a lot of the Gamera ones.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 gonna say it now. I would recommend if you are a film fan the same way that we are film fans i would recommend watching all the films Mm -hmm. just yeah we like godzilla you know some of them are better than others we like gamera some of them are better than others we like japanese culture Mm -hmm. we like japanese films i would say
0: if you are like us watch more give them a chance yeah definitely you never know so this one was directed by noriaki yuasa and he directed all of the pre-90s Gamera films. Uh, Giant Horde Beast, Nazura, The Snake Girl and the silver Witch, Denjin Saborga, and Ultraman 80. Nice. Written by Nisan Takahashi, who wrote all of the pre-90s Gamera films. Ginza Noana, The Motherless, The Wind of Youth Group Crosses the Mountain Pass, Thunder Mask, and Zatoichi Monogatari. Uh, now, as for the, f- like, Attack all Monsters, I don't know how much it was made for, or how much it made, but I do know it was made with the intention of pulling production company Da'i out of debt. The film failed at the box office, and Da'i filed for bankruptcy about six months later. That's right, they thought this film was going to save a production company.
1: It was, I'm assuming because it uses so much stock footage of previous films... That it was, a again, cheap cash-in to gather some sort of profit together. But the parts that they did create for the film are really bad. Yeah. I'm not
0: surprised that it didn't make any money. Now, would you mind not disrespecting the space women like that, please? Oh, I'm
1: I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, yeah
0: uh yeah so we can't talk about who's in this because no one no. Uh, no one did anything else no because what they probably did to cut cast was get some of the like office workers in <laughs> to do some <laughs> acting okay these queens are professional <laughs> i will not have anything bad said about them this is a better film than attack all monsters As a spoiler alert it is it is more of a trash <laughs> to piece than attack all monsters <laughs> Um, But I can tell you something about the cast. There has been a controversy amongst fans regarding the US English dub version of the film, titled Gamera Super Monster. Yes, the version we're talking about today. Some believe that the English dubbing is a deliberate parody of badly dubbed foreign films. Ever believe that it is simply one of the worst dubbing jobs ever. I would agree. It's rough.
1: It's really rough. <laughs> it's very rough. And knowing that, we had to make sure that that's the version that yeah. we chose yeah. to talk about, of course.
0: Uh, we still get the Hey, I Know You bonus round, though. you If you recognise any footage in this film, it's stock footage from the entire Gamera franchise. Yeah. As well as Space Battleship Yamato and Galaxy Express 999 anime series. Yes. Um... There is an animated
1: sequence, isn't there, with camera yeah. and, yeah. like, a random train.
0: It's cut with footage
1: between those two anime shows. Yeah, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. It is heavy on the stock footage. It is. It he- is. Heavy. Yeah. And it is it is an hour and a half, whereas um, Attack all Monsters was an hour and ten. Yeah. And that 20 minutes is pretty much just added stock footage.
0: It is. Really, let's be fair. It is. Um, if you just heard a weird noise, yes, it's fucking fireworks on the sixteenth of January, in our area. They, they love fireworks around here. I don't know. They, they yeah, our area does really they, love fireworks yeah, for, for some reason. Um, but. Time for our... I, th- I
1: fucking hate it. I mean, if we had a dog, I'd be fucking pissed I off. Know. I'd be going and saying, What the fuck are you doing? It's not
0: even that dark outside you.
1: I, I, I don't know what they might be celebrating something. And please forgive me if something's being celebrated, but you don't have to have fireworks oh, to ha- celebrate. If
0: it's if it's celebrating something, then we're celebrating every, like 365 days a year. Like it is constant around it. Anyway, you don't want to hear about our fireworks. You want to hear about Tangent You wanna hear about our second feature presentation. <laughs> starts with opening credits in space set to the amazing theme song Love for Future, followed by a boring narration about the universe of solar system accompanied by animated pictures of spaceships and a clip of a spaceship flying from behind the camera, very much in the style of Star Wars. Tonight on the Star Wars (laughs) Holiday Special,
1: (laughs) Beatrice Arthur.
0: What do you prefer? The Gamera theme song? Well, one of the versions of the Gamera theme song from this film, or the... Uh, Gamera's way better.
1: Yeah, it's way better. It's it's catchy. I don't really like it when the kid sings it. I'm not gonna. That's lie. camp. It's 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 a little much. I'm not a fan of children singing. I you'd make an exception for this. Something to do with the pitch. I don't know. I'm not gonna, like a dog with a dog whistle. But I technically, like
0: it. it's not a child singing. It's an old lady trying to be a child. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> That is very accurate. Yes. Um, we're introduced to
1: Earth's superheroes, the space women. Do you not Do you not want to hear what the narrator says? How oh, did it you down. get any of that down? Yeah. Oh, my God. There are 200 billion stars present in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> our sun and its nine planets consist of just one solar system within the galaxy. There are billions of other such systems, many greater than our own solar system, But, compared to the enormous size of the universe itself, even a galaxy is but a tiny pinpoint of life. In our vast universe, there are billions of other such galaxies that are just as big. The universe is limitless in size, and mankind is not the only creature in it that wages wars against itself. There are others who make war throughout the universe. From the farthest reaches of space comes a spaceship bent on murder and destruction. It is the pirate spaceship Xanon.
0: Yes. Starring Beatrice Arthur. (laughs) And I thought the point of this uh, show is that we have to watch these films so people don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) You just made us sit through that fucking voiceover. Excuse me. Very accurate voiceover. That's exactly how it sounds. That's...
1: I'm absolutely going for a voiceover (laughs) role. I thought that was brilliant.
0: Well, we're introduced to three... Absolute sleigh queens. Absolute queens. The space women, Kalara, Marsha, and Mitten. One works in a pet shop. One owns a pet shop. Wow, well, she Excuse owns a, me. Uh, that's owns true. That's a pet true. Shop. One is a car saleswoman, and the other is a teacher. They change into their camp white and red outfits and fly away. One of them gets into a van that glows orange and also flies away.
1: Yeah. Um. The special effects. Let's get her out. <laughs> the, let's get her out of the way now. <laughs> their camp they are it's raining men music video levels yeah it's not good ladies No, <laughs> but it's so good ladies um yeah Kilara she seems to be the leader she seems to be the one in charge yeah and she has the most screen
0: time during the film lesbian icon
1: oh she is statuesque she's got short hair and real strong makeup. Um, very much like, you know, Joan Chen in um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, yeah. That style. Absolutely beautiful. She's always serving in a blazer. Yeah. They're all three of them, and I will tell you why throughout, they're, they're giving me queer energy. And she is
0: she is a queen. Yeah. You, you can explain why this is a gay film.
1: Well, I think it's a gay film because you have these three women here... ...who live together in a box... ...that seemingly has only one bed. Yeah. And I do think that the... ...the kid comes across a little... ...camp. And these women... ...take him under their wing. They do. Almost like a um, chosen family. Mm -hmm. Because his mum is very harsh... Yeah. And I'll tell you why. And they protect him from Xanon. Yeah. Who I think is homophobic. Mm-hmm. So they will.
0: We yeah, we're introduced to Xanon here. He uh, says, space women, pay attention. I know about your plan to protect Earth. And he keeps going on, but then they start interrupting him. And you can't understand what they're saying or what he's saying.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> Xanon is n- a pirate ship.
0: Yeah, an people- evil
1: alien pirate ship we never actually see zanon no
0: but we we know he's an evil alien whether he's but the narrator tells us that the yeah. pirate ship is called zanon okay so that's the ship talking of course it is seemingly um yeah he's come to enslave earth hasn't he yes um what do you think
1: to the super heroine outfits it's, it's a surf do you think that maybe the big chunky heel might be a little impractical I mean, it's a look.
0: Well, wow, I mean, it's it doesn't, served, doesn't do them wrong.
1: But might be a little impractical.
0: The The real question is, what do you prefer? The strong business attire or the superhero costumes? Oh, I like the strong business attire. Mm. I do. I do. I I, I did notice whenever they needed to fight, they did transform back into the uh, strong business attire,
1: oh, which is a little yeah, more practical these, to so, fight in. <laughs> so they, they kind of... They... When they become superwomen, mm-hmm. how do they refer to them Space women. Space women. Excuse me. When they become space women, they're in their cheap superhero costumes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like when abba. they're
1: Earth women, they're, yeah, like it's this, absolutely abba. abba. When they're Earth women, they're in their smart casual attire. Now, a big part of this film. Is that when they are (laughs) space women, they are detectable by Xanon. Yes. And Xanon just throws a laser down and Mm -hmm. tries to kill them. But when they are Earth women in their smart casual attire, Xanon can't clock them. No. Again, this is what I'm thinking. This is homophobia. Yeah. This is... When when the women are smart casual, mm-hmm. i.e., when they appear heterosexual, yeah, they're not. No lasers are firing at them. That's true. They're undetectable. Yeah, but when their fabulous ABBA ripoff costumes <laughs> are on, the homophobia comes at them.
0: Yeah, the, the lasers. I'm on board for this. Space, yeah,
1: straight away.
0: Yeah. It's usually me trying to create a gay narrative, but... I, you, But this one, I think, fits. Yeah, it does. It does. I
1: think it does. And yeah. I, I think it's so progressive. Yeah. I find it comforting to watch. It's, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I
0: had three space women to help me come out. <laughs> uh, Xanon sends the evil queen... Garugi. And when I say queen, I mean queen. She is a queen. Send her to, they send her to Earth and uh, she's there to clear all obstacles that prevent them from attacking the Earth. So she dresses like she's in a new wave band and goes for a walk where she's harassed by some fucking creeps. So like, hey, sweetie pie, how about a drink? You'd like that, wouldn't you? And uh, she gives the guy a shock and seemingly murders him. And <laughs> It um, is new wave outfit.
1: She is absolutely so it's a beautiful look and she is, you know, she's looking like an earth woman. She's um, you know, conforming to gender norms. She's always got a yep. handbag. Yeah. At the ready. <laughs> it is a fierce look. It I... is so fierce. She wears it throughout the whole fucking film. She does. She is not changing that outfit for anyone. What's that Um, Karen um, from Real Housewives of Potomac? Oh, it's a beautiful outfit and it should be worn twice, but (laughs) not in the same season.
0: (laughs) Yes, it it is always worn throughout this film. And and her um, superhero costume is the most lackluster out of all of them it's giving budget constraints yeah it's like we we spent a lot of time on the abba tribute outfits we can't really give you one as well um but it doesn't matter because whoever looks makes up for it it's true we're introduced to gay young boy kaiichi uh, as he's playing keyboard for his mother and she says good boy you can go now <laughs> yeah he is. He's, a, but another is, neglectful is, parent. It's keyboard. It's the
1: organ, is It's it? an organ. Yeah. It's an organ, which apparently every household has. Yeah. This is, this is absolutely
0: all filmed in the same house. Um, yeah. This is, that is the same organ. Yeah. Another neglectful mother. She can't stand the sight of him. She's, she's, I don't think she's neglectful. I think she's too harsh. Yeah.
1: And I think she's homophobic. Yeah, she is. I think she's struggling to come to terms with her child's homosexuality. And his, you know, over-the-top nature. Because he is over-the-fucking-top. He is. is. Um, Particularly when he's putting on a show,
0: playing the organ. Yeah. Um, Icaro from the previous film, wishes he could uh, be this camp. Um, Yeah, Yeah, this one has got a bit too much confidence about him. Uh, And also... He's a lot. I think Gamera (laughs) is his gayness. Gamera could represents yeah. And I'll tell you why very shortly, because him and his friends they're talking about gamma and blah, blah 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 whatever. Um, reading for a Gamera comic and so so on. And they go to visit a policeman and he's like, Hi, what is it? I'm not the policeman from one of your comic books, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they go
1: to him, strangely <laughs> enough, not something I would ever, you know, ask a policeman about at any age. <laughs> And um, The question, who would win in a fight between a policeman in the comic book, I think, and Gamera from the mm-hmm. comic book? I mean, well, who would win in a fight? Who should we ask?
0: Let's ask a policeman. Also, on the stupidest questions that I ever fucking heard in my life, <laughs> who's going to win? A policeman or a giant fucking turtle that just yeah. camp spins <laughs> yeah. and shoots fire out of himself? Like, fucking hell. Flaming. Flaming.
1: Oh my god, Gamera is literally flaming. Yeah. Flaming Mo. Yeah, so they're obsessed with, with Gamera. from the what? Simpsons. Is that like flaming homo?
0: Maybe. Do you think potentially? Of... Anyway, um, I don't yeah, like the Simpsons. They're they're obsessed with with Gamera, the friend of all children. Jesus, the
1: Simpsons is homophobic. Do no,
0: because you... they had that episode with John Waters, didn't they? No, it was if it was, it's not anymore. Yeah. Um, the friend of all children, Gamera, friend of all gays. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're talking to this policeman about his pet turtle, and he threatens to arrest them, and they all jump in sync. And scream, like only old women pretending yeah. to be <laughs> young boys can. I don't know if there's a single male actor in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone sounds like a woman putting on a voice. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Kaichi goes to the pet shop, and Kalara gives him a turtle for free. He's like, no, nah, I don't want that one. Shit, I'll have this one instead. That takes a different one.
1: yeah. Yeah, Kalamara for some reason, gives him a free turtle. Yeah. Um, then we get some really nice random stock footage. Of jets of, being shot down. Of planes being <laughs>
0: shot down, where the sound effects are too loud for us to hear what the narrator's saying. Uh, Keiichi starts playing keyboard... organ again, sorry. And this time, he's singing a song about how Gamera is his best friend. And his mother's like, Gamera, oh fuck, he's talking about being gay. You little bastard, stop fucking playing. Um, she it's, is fuming. Yeah, it's given like um,
1: like little camp kids performing like I don't know Peter Steps. Andre's Mysterious Girl um, at the karaoke. I don't. I don't. I don't don't know. know.
0: No. 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 Is it not Gary Cruz? No, it's not. Wasn't just limited to Peter Andre. <laughs> it's not bringing back memories. It, it was Grease, Steps, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you name it. And where did the you? Full in my living room or at the local social club <laughs> on a fucking karaoke night. <laughs> this isn't my psychology episode. This is. <laughs> this is <laughs> we're diving into the psyche of uh, poor kids. It's relatable, in Japan, it's relatable content,
1: films. Gary. Relatable content.
0: Well, it is. Because um, he's told to stop singing and start studying. Uh, and then she's like, and that little fucking turtle, that can go as well. Like, it's cruel to keep him as a pet.
1: Yeah, she says that. It's just very strange because Kilara is selling turtles. Yeah. So if the idea is that selling and having turtles as pets is cruel, then our superhero, yeah, is selling turtles.
0: She's selling homosexuality. <laughs> is Chris. That, yeah,
1: but is that like
0: cruel? No, it's an allegory. It's an. Al- I don't think this is. It is.
1: It kind of fits, though. This is the weird part. It is.
0: She's selling homosexuality. It does kind of make sense. Yeah. That is that is her and, way and of comforting
1: the mom, him. the mum is struggling,
0: yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she um, convinced him to get rid of it. It didn't take much convincing, to because be fair. Because she
1: was fine when he was just playing the organ. Yeah. But when he did his over-the-top
0: singing... About Gamera. About Gamera. She took issue with it? Yeah. Oh... Yeah, he agrees immediately. Takes uh, his turtle down to the river and lets him go to tell him how much he'll miss him. Yeah.
1: Kind of then, pointless,
0: the whole thing, wasn't it? And we get title cards for each of these, by the way, coming up now. Oh, we do. Uh, vampire Bat and uh, Pterosaur Hybrid, Gaius. Oh, we have juggled those words around a bit, those letters. Gaius. <laughs> Gaius. 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 Starts attacking everyone and the narrator informs us this, this is happening even though we can see it. Yes. Marsha does some sort of dance and plays a mini keyboard, which makes her change into a superhero outfit and disappears much to the confusion of an old man on the highway.
1: Yeah, so the idea is that she's stuck in traffic. Yeah. And she do- this dance is... Yeah, so they all do high it. ...high camp. Every yeah. time they want to change, they do this <laughs> dance. And why it's not taken over TikTok, I don't know.
0: It is so it's high high yeah.
1: camp. Um... But a bit shit, like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not like
0: over the top dance It's
1: like boom boom boom, it's like someone
0: on drag race who's never done choreography being asked to do choreography for a challenge. It's a bit like you said you would join the line dancing <laughs>
1: class, but your heart's not really in, it yeah.
0: 100%. yeah, they all regroup and agree that they have to continue posing as earth women so they could defeat Garugi, yeah. Yeah, they'll need to
1: stay as Earth women unless it's very important. Yeah. This is what they say.
0: <laughs> so they don't get
1: shot by a random laser. They have to stay uh-huh. as Earth women unless it's very important. Yeah, It's very important not too long after this. <laughs> because Kaichi comes to visit Kalara and Marsha and Meeta, mm-hmm. And uh, he plays them the Gamera theme and explains his strong S- connection to S- Gamera. Which gives Kilara an idea. Now. <laughs> the other two are just bop in their head, so bopping their heads. They're like, bopping their heads. So they're they're like, yeah. I, I, I'm fucking bad I now. like this song. You go, you know, you be yourself, Kaiichi. <laughs> Kilara is really into it. <laughs> like, she's really... It is intense. It's, it's intense. She gives a very... I don't know how to describe it is a look. It's stare. an intense, like... I've got an idea. But like the fist She goes, raises her fist raises up. raises her <laughs> fist and she's like, yes.
0: She is so determined. This this camp little gay song, it fucking motivates the shit out of her. She's she is like ready. Yes.
1: I am ready to defeat this pirate ship or whatever. <laughs> he's <laughs> going
0: on she even tells him after like they're talking about like yeah okay maybe gamma can do something for us with all of this and whatnot like, i think it's a worthwhile course to die for the earth I'm like whoa oh, hang oh. on a minute calm down
1: <laughs> so the, the, the three space women change into space women mode <laughs> because apparently it was important <laughs> and then back again
0: yeah but, hun, before they even do that, they ask him to look after the fucking shop. They, do, they ask this child... But he doesn't he, look no, after the shop. He, he doesn't never actually leaves the flat. <laughs> they do their choreographing routine. They leave him there. And he literally leaves. But, uh, yeah, he literally leaves and goes outside to um, tell Gamera to have a good day as he flies over the city. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but bef- before that... The yeah, women, they transform. They go
1: to the playground... They do their little dance. <laughs> they change into space women. Then they get shot at. <laughs> and then change back again straight away. Straight
0: away and that's it. <laughs> Completely
1: pointless. Gamera appears in town. Yeah. Like flying overhead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keiichi is super happy with his turtle mm-hmm. becoming Gamera. So the idea is that the turtle that he put back into the river has now become Gamera. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Gamera's like, no, it's me. What the fuck are you talking but about? This <laughs>
1: this is very much in public. Giant turtle flying overhead. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be big news, wouldn't it? I mean... It, I, I don't, I've don't seen it all by this point, If now, it, ha- it If it happened at Salford Keys, it'd at least make yeah, its but, way to the papers. But we've had a few Gamera films before this point. But then why does his mum deny the existence of Gamera? Because she's homophobic. <laughs> You know this. But it's a giant fucking turtle flying through the
0: yes. sky. is not invisible. <laughs> this is it. Like, you know, this is Gamera this whole we're time. Hit, we're queer. We're giant yeah, turtles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Garugi finds him and asks him what happened. Um, like, I mean, did she not see? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what was that? Uh, she asks him to go on a walk with her and tell her all about it. Which he He does, does. yeah. Which, yeah. Stranger danger. Yeah. Leaves the shop More unattended. More kids being
1: neglected.
0: Gaius is back um, and slices a car in half as a photographer tries taking a picture of him.
1: Who?
0: Gaos. Oh, yeah. Gamera comes spinning along and beats the shit out of Chaos. Now, I forgot how fucking hilarious it is when Gamera does a spinning thing. It is so camp. It is.
1: It, I mean, if somebody did it on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> everyone would be living for it.
0: Uh, Gaius almost defeats Gamera but Gamera throws a rock into his mouth starts humping from behind and then flies him into a volcano yes Yes. that really happens
1: on numerous occasions Gamera looks like he's humping (laughs) his enemies and it's stupid and hilarious because we are immature
0: yeah Uh, and also I believe Gaius is supposed to be male Right. So, okay. Garugi meets Kaichi and his friends outside of school. And <laughs> this, <it's>
1: like... <laughs> is, this is the problem with kaijus, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you're not going to see any genitalia. No. So, they tend to be um, gendered via stereotypes. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, all kaijus should be genderless anyway.
0: Yeah. I think so. Uh, Garugi waits outside school for Koichi and his friends, and, uh, when she bumps into them, she's like, ha, that fucking Gamera, not a load of shit, she's like, uh, he's gonna lose, and then just walks <laughs> she just away! Walks off! He just walks, she just walks off. That fucking gay boy
1: Gamera, nah. Gamera's gonna lose, bye. So like, <laughs> maybe she's, like, the Westboro, uh... Baptist church? Is it the Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah. The one she's she, like...
0: protesting, protesting.
1: as <laughs> She just walks home and Gamera's gonna lose.
0: And these fucking school kids are just now like, what the <laughs> what? fuck? And <laughs> she's still serving as well at the same time. She is. The space women um, watch this on their wall via their futuristic projector. They do, yes. Um,
1: they have one of those uh, projectors and uh, they've already told every single person they've ever met that, oh my god! It's life changing. You should get one yeah. of these projectors. Yeah. They're the best. <laughs> you not got a projector? Oh, it change your life. Projector. You got it's to get like an air fryer, isn't it? Yeah, you got, got an air fryer projector. Yeah.
0: Um. So they're not watching her um, telling school kids that Gamera shit. They're watching uh, the fight with Gaos on there. Oh
1: and yeah. And one of them's like,
0: uh, "Oh, I wish we could tell Kaichi about it." And Killerus says, "We don't need to." Kaichi can see all of this in his dreams. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, not a fucking never no one. Not more dreams.
1: I'm not going to lie, because, you know, what's the point? Any... It's just a podcast about films. <laughs> um, I only wrote down stock footage don't whenever there was any <laughs> like I have all of it here. I don't care. I don't
0: have which film each bit's from, but I have all of it here. Yeah,
1: just stock footage.
0: Um, Yeah, and then we cut to Kaichi talking in his sleep about Gamera, and his mum just looks over like, ugh. Fucking loser.
1: Now, I have an issue with this. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. His dad is referred to on many occasions. Uh-huh. And never seen. Yeah, absent father. Absent father. Or he's working, or he's sleeping. <laughs> um, you know, it's not in the budget. No need for another parent. He's no. just, you know, off-screen. Why is Kaichi's mother and kaiichi sleeping in the same room <laughs> in single beds for him to wake her up celebrating Kamara's victory like what's that about uh,
0: yeah that's weird
1: but that's... then later on uh-huh. kaiichi goes to bed yeah in his room mm-hmm. and he's got a double bed yeah so do his parents sleep in two single beds? Maybe his dad was working late and he was Maybe. like, can I sleep with you, mommy? And they sleep in, you know, the single bed in the same room. But then why does Kaichi have a double bed to himself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Troubled relationship between the mum and dad. Very, very really.
1: confusing.
0: The next day he's like, mum, you know, Gamera killed Gaius last night. He's like, darling, I'm really not interested in all your fucking monster stories. Do you know what she's interested in? Dusting a
1: plant. Yeah. She's I mean, dusting a guide. plant. <laughs> dusting she does not give two
0: shits about Gamera <laughs> and the and fate it... of the earth. And he's she's like... just dusting a plant. And he's like, oh, I really don't understand why it's not in all the papers today. It's <laughs> just not big news. I said that as well. She's I don't not understand big news. why it wasn't. Uh, his mum tells him he was dreaming, dismisses it all, and tells him to go wake his father up. But instead... He goes to the pet shop and tells Kilara about it, and he's like, "You believe me?" And she's like, "Yes." He's like, "Okay, bye." Well, Kilara <laughs> tells him that the next attack will be at
1: sea, mm-hmm. and uh, Dengarugi appears <laughs> and offers to buy him a a burger lunch, hamburger meal. Hamburger? No, it's
0: just burger lunch. Let's no, just hamburger meal.
1: And why have I put burger lunch then? What's a burger lunch? Uh, So he can talk more about Gamera. Yeah. And uh, she eventually offers to take him to the beach (laughs) to see Gamera in action. I mean, I'm sorry, but alarm bells should be ringing. Teach your children about stranger danger. Uh Because, um, you know, spoiler alert, she is actually trying to kill him.
0: Yeah. But his (laughs) mum, his mum, this bitch, she's probably hoping he gets murdered. She's probably fucking paying her to do it.
1: (laughs) Um. Stock footage.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Your turn. Um. Yeah, before that, um, he's telling her all about his adventures, and uh, he mentions Kalari, and uh, Garugi's like, girl at the pet shop! And the camera slowly zooms in on her face as she stares at the camera.
1: Oh, he does spill the tea, <laughs> doesn't he? And it gets him into trouble.
0: Um, but she takes him to a beach where they watch Gamera fight alien shark Zegra. Now... We get some more psychedelic editing as well whilst he's falling into the beach. Um, after a very slight struggle, Gamera wins and kills Zygra. Garugi is fucking fuming and tries her best to convince Kaichi to stay with her. He tells her he knows she's a bad space woman because she never looks happy when Gamera wins. <laughs> that is homophobia. She-
1: he has susten- her <laughs> and <laughs> He runs away. Um, these actors having to, like... Act
0: awestruck on this
1: random beach.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing's going on. <gasps> Ooh. In a bizarre series of events, um, well, first of all, Keichi's mother visits Clara, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I'm, where's my son? I'm worried." Uh, Clara's like, "I'll keep an eye for Okay, bye, and then just yeah. leaves. She doesn't give a shit. In a bizarre series of events, Clara plays her organ, which opens up the projector on her wall again. She can see Kaichi being chased by Garugi on the beach. Now, they're running, running towards the projector. When I, I remember when I first watched this, a form that. They're not going to go there. It's not going to happen. She plays a few more notes. Kaichi, in a parallel with next week's original versus remake episode, The Ring, jumps through the fucking screen yep. and into the room. Yes. I shit you not. And then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a space woman. <laughs> he jumps through the fucking screen. What, why have you got nothing to say about that? Well, it's
1: perfectly normal. It's it's not. It's, <laughs> it's given, um, oh, God. What's Demons 2. No, it's given, uh, take on me, music video. Um,
0: yeah. Why did I struggle with take on me? Is that? Um, what's the big bad Xanon he's like uh, Garugi you have failed me for the last time give me one last chance I'll have that space woman killed okay this is your last chance oh my god and this isn't even her last last chance
1: yeah the confusing part is that Garugi has failed and she's to be punished because Gamera defeated the kaijus yeah That must have had nothing to do with her. There's nothing to do with her. her. She can't control things. Yeah. Like, what is she meant to do with Gamera? Um, Yeah, very strange. Stranger is the space women's (laughs) sleeping arrangement. Now, you thought Kaichi and his mother had strange sleeping arrangements. Um, Kilara. God, these names. Kilara. she shows him where they sleep at night. And it's in a small see-through box in her van. It's it's absolutely a travel container for a hamster.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah it is, yeah. It's not it's really bad special effects, by the way. Um, because she makes herself small she and does. she's in, and he's like, Oh, look. Um, it's not explained <laughs> why now why they sleep in there no but it's explained later so i'll bring it up now they sleep in there because that box protects them from the laser from being found <laughs> out whilst they yes. sleep yes it does i'm confused because if they're presenting as earth women mm-hmm. when they go to sleep they can't be found out anyway yeah so what's the point of the box? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just like, sleep in the Sleep as Earth women. Just sleep as Earth women in the house.
0: Also, they do this to prove to Kaichi that they're space women. I'm sorry. She just made you jump through a fucking wall. It's true. What more proof do you need? It's true. But yeah, no, it, it's it's very strange. Um, But I think it's to do with the scene later on. I feel like they wrote it and then forgot, oh shit, this, this probably would kill those characters. Yeah. Uh, what can we do to explain it? First of all, though, we get alien squid Virus, uh, who has a scrap with Gamora, whilst Garugi cheers on Virus. Yeah, poor
1: actress has to stay on the beach for <laughs> way too long. It's very windy.
0: Gamera gets in between Virus's tentacles in a very awkward position yes. and pushes it along the water. <laughs> it absolutely looks like Gamora's given him a good scene, Absolutely. Too. Yeah, good railing. Virus insert uh, stabs and almost kills Gamora. Uh, but Gamera flies it to the air, starts spinning whilst virus is still inside him. <laughs> and this causes virus to drop dead into the sea. And back at the pet shop, Koichi's like, he won, he won! And uh, Kalara's like, yes, are you are happy now? Oh, what? what? I thought you were on his side. <laughs> she sounded well pissed off. Garugi gets another talent off from Zanon. You've had all your chances. like, okay, this time I'll definitely do it. You've got another chance yeah but this time to every she, time
1: she's gonna kill the space women so she's gonna go after the space women specifically yeah. uh even though seemingly they have nothing to do with Gamora. uh but anyway <laughs> keiichi goes home finally his mom's kind of been worried about him um <laughs> because if he does go missing she won't get her uh, check <laughs> each month her child support and uh he goes to bed in his double bed yeah after his mum tells him off yet again for reading fairy
0: tales. Yes. Yeah. Emphasis on fairy, I feel there. Uh-huh. Mm. I think so. Um, he, he goes to... Yeah, when he goes to sleep, he, this is when we get the stock footage on the anime shows. Yeah. And he's like, I must be dreaming. I wish it was real. <laughs> the next day, Keiichi finds the space women's van has disappeared. Do you not have in your notes know, Kalira being a great employer? No. She checks that all the space women have had their days off and that they're happy with where they're working as space women. Does she? Yeah, she's like, have you, have you all had your days off? She's like, then it's time. No idea what for, no, but she's like, I this that. is this is time. And yeah, and then Garugi places an explosive device on the van, and that's when it disappears. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the van didn't just disappear. Garugi made it disappear. Did yeah. you not see that? Yeah, but this is what.
1: No, I, I must have missed that. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, when you have to make notes and it, it gets a little
1: confusing at times. Yeah. Well, I do. I thoroughly apologize.
0: Dock my wages, Gary. Have you had your days off? No. No, I haven't
1: actually. We're <laughs> doing this fucking thing. How many years? Then it Not is a time. Day off.
0: <laughs> Kaichi goes looking for them and finds them shrunken in a bag in the car park. <laughs> it's a like, good grief. You're in big trouble. Someone's trying to kill you off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the person that he spilt the tea to Yeah, he's, it's all his he's fault. the reason
0: Yeah um, Koji wants to know how they survived the van being destroyed Now let's face it, that's what we're all asking And this is what the screenwriters are asking themselves mm. After they made the van explode Or disappear
1: Yeah, so the idea is that they only have enough energy To protect them in, in a force field For the size <laughs> of a box So they have to shrink down To sleep in the box In the, in in the van Yeah But they have, like, a whole apartment. I'm assuming it's over the the pet store. Yeah. So why can't they sleep in the box indoors? (laughs) Or just present as Earth women. Yeah. And
0: then they won't get shot. I'm more gagged at the fact that a bag was left in a car park and no one tried to steal it. No. Yeah. Not get that in the UK. Kaiji takes them back to the shop. Uh, Garugi's at the shop waiting, and uh, Kaichi tells her the space women aren't there, so she believes him. Cause she's a moron, and tells Zanon that she successfully killed them. So he sends female prehistoric dinosaur Jiger to cause some chaos. Now Wikipedia um, and all everything about this on the internet about Jiger emphasizes that this is a female kaiju. Okay. Don't know why, but yeah. Gamera
1: shows up to save the day. Because it's pink and got a bow and a blonde wig and it's got its
0: nails done. Gamera shows up to save the day whilst Kaichi and the space women watch on their wall screen in the shop. After Jaiga is killed... Seriously, that projector. You've got to get one. You've got to get one. After Jaiga is killed, Xanon tells Garugi she's all out of chances. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) No, I have another plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over Gamera's brain. I'll control it. You have one more chance.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she gets one final, final last chance. And her plan is to put a collar on Gamera's neck that allows them
0: to control him. Now. Yes, this was from one of the other films.
1: Yes. <laughs> they do it straight away.
0: Yeah. With great ease.
1: Yeah. I made a note here. It's a wonderful idea. And very easily executed. Mm-hmm. If she had thought of this earlier, it would have saved us all a lot of time. It's true. Time. It's
0: true. And she's like, go destroy the Earth, Gamera. And he
1: does. He does. And it's, it's like, why have you wasted my fucking time? <laughs> why have I had to sit through all this fucking stock footage when you easily could have just done this from the beginning?
0: Yeah, but the plan fails soon enough. Spoiler alert! It does. Kaiichi and the girls watch uh, Gamera's destruction on the news on a normal TV, not on the projector. They're giving it a rest for a normal bit and watching just normal TV. Yeah. And he's like, Gamera, have you gone crazy?" Clara plays You've organ. Make him stop! Clara plays organ and starts doing an X-ray on gra- Gamera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and spots the mind control device. She reveals they don't have weapons and are not allowed to use them. So she'll just sacrifice herself to save Gamera. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So she proceeds to remove the mind control device without much effort and doesn't sacrifice herself.
1: (laughs) No, what she did... So the idea is that when she's presenting as a space woman... As a lesbian. Yeah. She obviously has random lasers flying at yeah. her. So she flies up to Gamera, lands on his, whatever this neck thing is that's controlling him, and the laser would shoot her and yeah. in turn shoot this device uh-huh. and Gamera would be saved and the world would be saved. But because she's a superwoman, space woman queen, mm-hmm. she manages to get up there and get out of the way with great ease. Yeah. And then he gets shot off anyway. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing of like I'm going to sacrifice myself is again a complete waste of time. It is. She's like, I'm just going to fly up there. Oh, it's very dangerous. Rather than say I'm going to sacrifice myself for Earth, she could have just said, Yeah, it's a bit dangerous, but yeah. I think I can do it. Which dramatic? Wish me luck, guys. <laughs> way over dramatic. This, this is
0: like one of three occasions of sacrificing yourself is mentioned in this film. Like yeah. everyone's just dying to kill themselves for some reason. Yeah. Um, and they all say it to Kaichi as well, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not actually harmed. No, she's fine. She's perfectly fine. Um, she's like, Gamera, go fight more monsters. You carry on being your true self. Live to be you, Gamera.
1: Yeah, and I I swear I heard her say to Kaichi, he's gone to another planet to fight. He's gone to another planet. Mm-hmm. Because, by all accounts, this is the end. that the, they... I'm assuming they had no kaiju's left.
0: It's not the end of the film.
1: No, but this is the final, final. But their plan. their final
0: plan. Yeah, their final plan. Yeah. But there is more kaiju. Yeah, there is. she is confuse somehow. <laughs> um, but Garugi's had it now. She's absolutely fucking human. So she approaches uh Kilara on the playground, just like Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck and Daredevil. No, uh-huh. and. They have one of the most camp fights I have ever fucking seen. It's top tier. Yeah. So
1: at one point, Garugi rips her skirt off. Yeah. Books Fizz style. Uh-huh. Revealing shorts underneath. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stunt work is very clearly carried out by men in wigs. Yeah. Um, Garugi <laughs> accidentally shoots herself in the leg at one point. She then contemplates killing herself.
0: She literally puts a gun to her head. She t- in front of a kid. But there's there's kicks, there's flips, there's tricks, there's uh, everything. There's, you know. It is the best sequence in the film by far.
1: Guru really eventually has a change of heart after watching Kaichi smack the dirt off Kalara's ass. <laughs> She realizes she could come out now. She's got her chosen family. She has family. a moment. Like Cage, she's like, "Oh, you got dust on you." He's like smacking the yeah. backside. <laughs> and then uh, Garugi sort of looks at it like, "Oh, you know, maybe I could have a chosen family like they have now." Um, yeah, which I thought was in- in- yeah, well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that the word I want? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go.
0: Um, knife-headed alien monster Goron. Uh, rises from the ground and starts fighting Gamera.
1: Why? I really don't understand.
0: <laughs> Gamera starts doing a few swings on a pole.
1: <laughs> he does that's camp.
0: Giron, uh throws stars from his head at Gamora, but it's no use. Gamera murders him with a rocket before flying into animated space again.
1: Yeah, following a cartoon train that seems yeah. to go into the Cernal are, are very confusing. In a bizarre series of events, um,
0: talking of weird sleeping arrangements... This is highly inappropriate. Garuki's been placed in bed with Kaishi, and his mother explains they put her there after she blacked out, and that she should let her leg wound heal. And she also explains that Kaishi insisted they look after her because he's always wanted a sister. Okay, so...
1: You have a room with two <laughs> single beds. That's true. Her, your son, and this grown-ass <laughs> woman, if he's so adamant... Put your son in this grown ass woman that he only met less than a week ago. That has been following him, chasing him on the beach, trying to kill yep. him and his friends. Uh-huh. Place them in the two single beds, you fucking freakazoids!
0: <laughs> I told you she wants him to be killed.
1: She, she's <laughs> setting it up. If this woman had woken up and killed her son, <laughs> she'd have been happy. She would have been happy. She'd have fucking thanked this her is for absolutely it. Absolutely ridiculous. And uh, Garugi wakes up, and <laughs> after the whole, um, Keiji would love a big sister. She says, uh, "Me as a sister, a woman like me." <laughs> but yeah, sissy's gay too. What's that? What's a woman like me? What song's that? A woman like me. A
0: woman like... I, I have no idea. That... I what you're it might be Megan Trainor. Um. Berugan, an enormous lizard whose tongue sprays a freeze gas that can freeze things solid and whose back spines uh, emit a powerful rainbow ray that can mount or dissolve any solid object. Yes. An absolute fucking gay icon uh, arrives to fuck shit up. But in a strange move, Gamma is a bit homophobic and flies into the rainbow and destroys it.
1: Maybe this is sort of internalized homophobia, yeah, yeah, it could be what I'm also confused with uh with the whole sleeping arrangement. I'm sorry to keep going <laughs> back to it, but it confuses me greatly. The space women have a whole ass house, yeah, which I'm assuming has beds in that they're not using because yeah. they sleep in a bar. <laughs> why couldn't they have she has just
0: slept there? she could have just got in bed with them.
1: Just,
0: of them. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, Barugan, inappropriate. Barugan's rainbow's <laughs> killed, and that kills Barugan. Oh,
1: bless.
0: Xanon tells Garugi that her days are fucking numbered, and she tells him where to find the space women, but stands in front of them. Yes, she sacrifices herself. She
1: sacrifices herself to save the space women, and to save uh Yeah, and sh- she says, yeah, just... Follow wherever my watch is and send a laser. (laughs) And yeah.
0: Yeah. And she said, if I'm born again, I want to be on Earth with you. And then she dies and disappears. Yeah. Gamera is pissed off at Garugi for stealing the show and sacrificing the South. So he sacrifices himself to destroy Xanon once and for all by flying directly into the spaceship.
1: Yeah. So she says before she dies, she says the spaceship will now attack Earth. And even Gamera won't be able to stop it. Well, to which I say, Bitch, hold my beer. Why has so much of my time been wasted with these random kaiju moments, (laughs) with her, you know, moments? And she's going to sacrifice herself anyway. And if she's like, well, the, the ship, the pirate ship could just destroy Earth anyway. The what? The he could have just killed him in the, one, He could have done that from the fucking beginning Could have saved me an hour and a half Of my life for fuck's sake it was just, why, why was that Not the plan from the start And why make a big deal of sacrificing Yourself if you just think everyone's gonna die Anyway like, If I come back I hope it's on Earth You've just told everyone Earth's about to be destroyed <laughs> This is where I, I, I genuinely I'm not sure if it's the dubbing that's taking the piss <laughs> when it's stuff like that and i'm like well no what you've said is really stupid yeah <laughs> it makes no sense it'd be interesting and you know I-, I wasn't gonna do it but uh to watch the japanese subtitled version uh-huh. afterwards
0: but it was it was better this way yeah. funnier um yeah Gamora and the spaceship disappear and we have to look at the stars for far too long there's like a minute straight of just the stars, nothing else. Awkwardly long pause. <laughs> Kaishi and the girls have a cry over Gamera. Uh, Kalara tells Kaishi how great it was that Gamora sacrificed himself and then offers to show him the world, adopting him into their chosen family, the House of Abba tributes, and they all fly away together as we get the end credits.
1: So literally now that Xanon has been defeated... These three lesbian queens are now free to be themselves. Yeah. And kaishi is being shown a world free of homophobia. Taking him to gay bars. He can be free to sing his camp songs yeah. without fear of judgment, without fear of lasers. Yeah. You know, that's the wish I have for all of us. Yeah. I wish I could go outside and be my true self yeah. without lasers flying at me. But, you know, yeah.
0: it's but a dream. That's Gamera Supermonster. That is
1: Gamera (laughs) Supermonster.
0: The fuck was that? Absolute trash to piece. I love it so much. It is so gay. It it is just entertaining from start to finish. Again, you're watching an entire franchise in 90 minutes. What more could you ask for?
1: Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, really just ridiculously good. (laughs) I do wish The
0: Space Women got their own separate film.
1: They should have had a TV
0: series. Yeah. that would have been good, wouldn't it? Would have.
1: But yeah, yes. I highly recommend. Yeah,
0: no, it's very, very good. Uh, and as for ratings, I give it five dry humping kaiju out of ten. <laughs> um, I give it four.
1: Oh, well, no, I suppose in keeping, I'd have to say three lesbian queens, <laughs> lesbian space queen, of ten.
0: Uh, masterpiece, trash the piece trash or basic There's no doubt in my mind that this is a trash-to-piece. It's a trash-to-piece. It's highly entertaining. Because all the stock footage scenes are fucking ridiculous as well, and just as camp. Like, they literally pick the best bits from the other films.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you're watching these films for is it's not the yeah. humans. No. You know, it's for the fight sequences. I you mean know, uh-huh. that's why you're watching them for... Um, so if they just like throw the best off in there yeah. and then have this really stupid storyline, but like really camp, it, I, I'm entertained. Yeah, I'm entertained. And I did. I I would definitely say that this is much better than all monsters attack.
0: Yeah. Yeah, much better. And it's available on Prime Video, Arrow Player, Video On Demand and as part of the Gamera Arrow Blu-ray collection. Yes. And if you enjoyed this, I recommend checking out Barbarella.
1: Nice. Oh, good choice. More camp space queens. Yeah. If you enjoyed this, I just recommend watching the other Gamera films, I suppose. Or or the Japanese Spider-Man TV series, I think. (laughs) He's giving me that kind of energy. If you see the clips online.
0: (laughs) And now on to the awards. We'll be giving out awards as a whole. Not for both films, but. One of the films is going to be a winner out of both. First up, Biggest Queen is, of course, Kalara. It's Kalara. The leader of the space women. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. No. Biggest Gasp. I've got the bank robber dressed like a giant leaf grabbing Ikaro in All Monsters Attack. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I just put Gamera constantly looking like
1: he's humping his opponents. <laughs> I mean, it made me gasp
0: best dialogue i have i think i understand it's like a higher power adults believe in god so why can't kids have their own gods too like manila yeah these are two films that maybe aren't best known for the dialogue
1: um so i just put son of a bitch (laughs) whilst pulling out a flick knife on a child in a children's (laughs) film and that's camp i have Kalara and garugi's playground fight absolutely 100% agree
0: if you only watch one part of the film on yeah. YouTube make sure it's that. So if you've seen either of these films let us know what your thoughts are and then we're Horracle Trash over on Facebook and Instagram Horracle Trash on Twitter I'm Dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd Gazmo205 on Instagram and GazCruise92 on Twitter I'm chrisbarker 823 on Instagram and Letterboxd and go check out Gasp Horrorfest across all social media as well. Give us a rate, review and subscribe on iTunes like a follow on everything else. Next week, double episode week again, and we're bringing you, on Tuesday, female prisoner scorpion through the years. Or should I say, through the year, because it was only 72 and 73. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're back with some Mika Kashi. Super excited.
1: Yeah. Love those films.
0: And on Friday, it's this month's original versus remake, and we'll be discussing both versions of The Ring.
1: Yeah very excited for that one i've not seen the american no, remake, no,
0: so that'll be interesting so that will be very interesting yeah. we'll be back same time same place on tuesday bye